Okay. Okie doke. It's a big day. We released the first episode. I was so nervous, dude. You were? Just for the drop? Were you nervous? I I get it because I've been there. Yeah. Were you nervous because you were like, here's my creative thing that I'm. That's what it was. Because I, well, also because I came up with this idea, I wouldn't say like all that recently, but decided that it was going to be in the form of a podcast. Yep. Like two weeks ago with Jordan. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of Stop, Drop, and Talk. Today, I have my very first guest, Charlotte Childs. Charlotte is a small business owner, a college student, an angel on earth, and a very old friend of mine. Welcome, Charlotte. Thank you for having me. So first thing, we have known each other for so long. Yeah, so long. We went to lower school, middle school together, then you went away for like upper school ish. Yeah, I was I was we were separated probably for three years. But during those three years we were at the same summer camp. Yes. And then we ended up at the same boarding school. So as I said, Charlotte is a small business owner. Um she runs Charlotte's ex actually I'm gonna let you introduce it. Yeah, so Charlotte's ex Angels is I guess my brand. Um and it's mostly through Instagram. I started it back in maybe probably this time last year. Yeah, like, like one year anniversary right? almost. Yeah. yeah, I do only digital art really on Procreate, which is an app on my on an iPad. And I prefer to draw from Renaissance artwork, and I like to use consistent iconographic symbols. So like angels, butterflies. I love using text, and that's something I've gotten really into recently. I like using words and phrases, and from there, I created an Etsy, which is where I sell all my artwork and stickers and stuff like that, and then I've also created sort of sweatshirts, but it's also been a great place to create collaborations with various people. It feels weird that it was a year ago. I know. So- where did your love for art come from? Growing up, my mom works in the art business. She's an art advisor. And basically what she does, kind of like an interior designer, is finds art for people and helps them put it in their home. So she'll connect people with galleries and um, exhibits. And she'll be the one that goes to the art auctions and kind of bids mm-hmm. for people's works. Um, and that was always something that really drew me into the art world. And then from a very young age, my grandpa's an architect and started an architect firm and I would just sit on the couch and listen to my mom and my grandpa talk for hours about art so I think my love of art came from a love of art history rather than creating art it wasn't like I vividly remember being in first grade and putting my pen to paper and being like I'm gonna be an artist when I grow up it was more just like I loved art so much and that's like studying art is my passion and art making art was a way of getting closer to that. I feel like we really praise artists and the people that are naturally gifted artists, but I also think it's just as much a tool to be able to see something and like see its beauty and see its potential, which is a really hard skill to learn, but it is something that you're born with. You are born as a natural artist. You're born as a natural art appreciator. Yes, 100%. Right? My grandpa loved art. My mom loved art. I was surrounded by art. I was told that art is this amazing thing. And I, as you said, like you're talking about being naturally gifted. I don't consider myself 
<laughs> necessarily an artist. an artist at all. Like I really still to this day, I'm like, I would fight that. But what you are, though, I know it's just something I can never I would never, ever be like, oh, I, I'm an artist. I would just say I create art. And mm-hmm. even that seems a little pushed. I don't. I And I still I was thinking about that when I was on the train and I was like, I don't really consider myself an artist. It's just a side gig. It's something I'm so passionate about. Yeah. But it's more of a vehicle to get closer to things I love, if that makes sense. Well, because I remember you, I just remember you posting stuff that was around you yeah. and then you got the iPad. So the way I started it was I didn't have the iPad. I actually have what's called a light box and I've always loved mm. tracing things. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of my work is just symbols you see every day and Mm -hmm. it's images I've I'm allowed to be using but um it's more kind of like collaging almost like copy and pasting and so I would get I would use the Lightroom and what I used to do before I even had a light box is I would find an image online like a photo of the Mona Lisa or something and take tracing paper and stick it onto my computer Mm -hmm. and like trace on the computer Mm -hmm. then put it on my light box then get a better trace and i would like i'm a lefty so i never wanted any of my oh my god my hand to like smudge the ink so it would literally be me on the light box like trying to trace out these images and it was so meticulous and i was like i know i need to put my work on an ipad i know i want my work to be digital and so from there i asked for an ipad for my birthday and i've just been on the ipad ever since it's really funny that you talk about the light box and like the make your own light box with the yeah screen because I was when we were home last weekend, I was going through one of my old notebooks. Yeah. And I have a picture that you did of the wave. Okay. And you traced it on, I think it was like must have been a laptop, but you changed all of the colors and you oh my, it's like yes. an OG. Oh, from Charlotte's what, no, but Ex it was Angels. from um Mountain Day or something. Yeah. We like were drawing. Yes, on- we were on Ma- it was Mountain Day and it's like it's so funny hearing you say that you kind of take inspiration from these iconic pieces and yes. make them your own because this was it four, three years ago, four years ago, yeah. which is so funny. It's always been that way. I've never been like, and that's what's hardest for me as an artist, if that's what we want to call it. That's what's hardest for me is because I'm like, I am so inspired by art history. That's my passion in life. That's like what I want to do after college. And so I'm trying to find a way to better connect myself with those works that I'm genuinely obsessed with. And so much of art history is in Renaissance works. Old masters are these sort of iconographic symbols of uh, Madonna and child and Mm -hmm. using various like colors of cloth. And if, if the person has their shoes off in an image, it means they're closer to the ground, which means they're closer to heaven. And I'm like, I feel like Renaissance work is just like a puzzle piece that I'm constantly trying to figure yeah. out. So I feel like originally, in a way, making art from that was kind of a way to get figure mm-hmm. it out more. Like, it's such yeah. a complex thing, and I was just trying to figure it out. And I thought the best way to do that was through recreating it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's it's also so cool because some of the pieces that you do, everyone knows whether they're an art history geek or not. Yeah. But then also some of the things that you do aren't it's like your own I feel like your own personal relationship with this piece and you yeah. modernized it and made it more not more but you've like applied it to a younger crowd or a modern crowd yes and I also think it's really interesting because I feel like there's certain things like renaissance paintings one of them 
there aren't many artists that are popular right now who are making art as like intricate as artists of the renaissance yes exactly yep but it's and i think i feel the same way about poetry like you see these young poets who really take this like craft and make it more applicable to gen z and millennials Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's what you're doing with with charlotte's ex angels yes have you has your relationship with renaissance art like dwindled or anything since making this or is it has it further developed Um, do you see it differently i think my art has changed a lot in the past year Mm -hmm. from sort of that renaissance tracing what i was doing maybe a year ago but it's so funny even scrolling through my instagram from the beginning and looking at what i was creating you could see the way i changed my my brain and to your point yes my relationship has changed a lot because my art has changed i'm not necessarily grabbed to the cherub renaissance motifs as much recently mm-hmm. and with that i feel like i'm like oh i'm not appreciative of renaissance as much as i used to be when i was really into mm-hmm. it a year ago and that for me is such a weird thing because i'm like i still love renaissance art just as much as i did last year but my art the art i'm making now is somewhat more original where i'm not necessarily relying on those popular images of the Mona Lisa and Madonna and Child to make my art because I kind of want to be more independent from that and originally I was like oh I'm not as interested but now I'm like no I'm just my art is changing every single day I'm like going in my head through all of your different sticker collections and I feel like this latest drop that you just did feels so I mean they all feel so you yeah but this one like the butter with the butterflies I'm obsessed with that one I mean, I have two of your stickers on the back of my phone. Also, just like quick note, their quality is insane. <laughs> the only quality is a hundred, guys. No, seriously though, I don't know how you do it. Um, I agree. It was funny with this most recent drop, which happened a week ago, and I just sent out all my orders. Is that the most satisfying thing? Yes, like packing it is. Them? Ugh. It is satisfying, and it's satisfying putting them in the mailbox and. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I, I looked at the drop and you look at all eight pieces on Etsy and you're like, those feel like really you. me. Those yeah. feel really original. And but recently I took a break, not from drawing necessarily, but I like closed off my Etsy and I was like, I need to because a lot of things were still lingering mm-hmm. and like old, old stickers, which aren't that old. They were like mm-hmm. from the summer. But I was like, OK, can someone buy all these so they can yeah. be not here anymore? Right. And so much of me was like deleting the past, deleting the past, deleting yeah. the past. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to refresh my Etsy and start fresh. And even now, not everything's sold out. And part of me is like, should I just delete it? Should I just, you know, start? Fr- I'm always wanting to. Yeah. Start fresh. Yeah. I'm like that too. Yeah. And I'm like that really, too. It's hard because I'm like, no, that what, what happened in the past makes up who I am today. And my, I love seeing artist progression and it's kind of a funny realization, but I I wanted for so long to every work that I made be kind of deleted and never seen again and yeah. just make something amazing. Yeah. And then two weeks later, I'm like, that wasn't amazing. This next thing is amazing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I also kind of along with this, I was listening to a podcast recently. I was talking about the idea of a brand and like how 
Yes. Brands have a brand and clothing companies have a brand. Yep. But as individual people, we all kind of have our own brand. Yep. And it was talking about the pluses and minuses of it. And I don't know exactly how I feel about it yet, but I think there is something almost damaging about being expected to have a brand and like having off-brand things about us because like part of like your progression with art you wouldn't have your current collection that you do if you didn't have your first yes and your first might not be your current you that doesn't necessarily mean that it's off-brand yeah but I'm the same way like I find it really really hard to start a new like my first podcast um, episode for example like I would record something and if it wasn't perfect I would you know scrap the whole thing yep and that's just the way I am I'm like if it's gonna if I'm gonna do it I just want the past to be erased yep but I think part of it is watching that evolution and part of you're right like you like Picasso wouldn't be Picasso if he hadn't started where he started yes yeah it's it's a great example you look at um, work she did early, early on in his career, and it's like photos of boy soldiers before going off to war. And yeah, it's like actual facial features. And you're like, I, I, I vividly remember I sent a, a postcard of one of his early works to my mom, and I was like, I had no idea this was Picasso until I literally looked at the tag. Yeah, and that's like that's so much of who artists are is they become completely different artists from the time they start to the time they finish. Yeah. When do you decide this is finished? Like, how do you walk away from it? That's funny. I, I it's it's kind of almost immediate. Like I'm, I would I would say I'm a perfectionist in the long term sense. Like looking back at things, yeah. I'm kind of like want my feed to be perfect, mm. or I want like my yep. aesthetic to be perfect. But if I create a work and I really love it, it's almost immediate. And stickers are great because they're not ex- super expensive. Yeah, they're not super permanent. So for stickers, for me, I'll play with the colors a lot. Colors tend to be the hardest thing for me mm-hmm. to kind of um Do you finalize. choose a color palette or do you just No, do a lot of Procreate right. artists make color palettes and I never do. Sometimes I'll go on Pinterest and be like green color palette or like brown yeah. color palette yeah. and play off of those colors. But I've never made permanent palettes. And that's something that I've always struggled with that I kind of want to get into because I'm like, I want there to be a flow mm. in my feed and in my art. And Instagram sucks in that way that yeah. it makes you feel like it you makes have to you do feel that. like you have to stay on brand. Yeah, but I also think that Instagram is such a great place to present, and like TikTok, I guess, but more Instagram, I think, because you can really curate who sees it, like what your narrative is about it, and you can kind of control it. Whereas like TikTok, like something could take off, and then the yeah. narrative's not yours anymore. Yeah. But I do think that that social media is such a tool in that way. Yeah. And it's only taken me creating this account to realize that it can be very positive and very negative. Without Mm. Instagram, I wouldn't have created relationships like, I mean, yours is you're you and I have been friends forever but a lot of yeah sort of the collaboration I've done which I've done a, a bunch which I've been so excited about would never have been put in place without Instagram yeah and without my platform and I'm yeah. really grateful for that but the reason I took down my Etsy and walked away for a bit there was because Instagram was like telling me things that weren't necessarily mm. true and my cousin is um has been an illustrator for a really long time but when I was having this I I made this post and I kind of was like I'm struggling like give me some time here yeah to figure this all out 
and she was so sweet she reached out to me and she's like do you want to facetime so we can talk and she knows it she gets it yeah and she's like instagram is not necessarily a productive place for an artist and i don't want to discourage anyone listening to this podcast to not want to create our post yeah. it online but it's just like it's so funny because you're following people that you want to become you follow these yeah. people that are i guess i was only thinking about like who you let follow you yeah but it's so easy to fall into a trap i mean it's the same thing with like like following models like it applies yeah. in every realm of instagram yeah exactly i i don't know how other people kind of do following and followers but I'll have a lot of my friends follow me, but I want my feed to be all, all artists, yeah. so I don't necessarily follow, follow my back. friends back, just because I don't, like, I only want artists feed on mm-hmm. my thing so I can get constant inspiration, constant yeah. content, whatever. Like a Pinterest board. Exactly. Yeah. And it's also like, oh, how, this is so random, but I was, I did clear stickers for my last drop, and I wanted to see how people photograph clear stickers because they're on white backgrounds. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, how do you photograph clear stickers? Do I have to take it off? Like, blah, blah, blah. So I, um was looking at my other people that yeah. I follow. And there's a handful of artists that I dearly love and are all very different who I go to for how did they create this? And yeah. And that can be so beneficial, but also yeah. so dehumanizing. Yeah. You're looking at this person that's creating incredible work and you're like, yeah, why do they have 14,872 yeah. likes? And I have 18. You're like, what am I doing wrong that they're doing right? Or what can I fix to make my art better? Um, And I feel so much sometimes like, not phony isn't the right word, because I don't feel that way. Imposter syndrome? Yeah, yeah, in a way. Because I'm like, I'm just kind of riding along until I become official enough or get verified or, you know, get to the next thing where I feel like I'm legit enough to be doing what I'm doing. Still, when I post on my personal Instagram or kind of give myself a shout out, I'm like, we were just talking about this. I feel a little bit like I'm being selfish or kind of doing something that I shouldn't be or yeah. being narcissistic. And I'm like, I'm that's something I'm still so sort of navigating. Back to my conversation with my cousin, I basically was like, I feel like I'm, I put my pen, my iPad pen to paper, my yeah. iPad, and I'm making content for Instagram. I'm putting. Mm. I'm sitting down and making content for a post. Yeah, I didn't post in a while. I feel bad that I haven't posted in a while. I'm post. I'm putting my pen to paper, and racking my brain, racking Pinterest to try trying to create something for Instagram. Mm-hmm. And that a lot of the times I think is where I've created my bad work is mm. when I'm trying to do that. And that's what I was doing. When like I you're felt- almost doing it for other people instead yeah. of you. Reaction has come from my followers is when I create work that I. I'm passionate about all my all my work, but the work that kind of feels contrived or forced mm. or quick mm-hmm. or um, sort of manufactured in a way that I'm just like trying to get a post out there. And I can literally go on my feed and show you, like I can pick out the ones that I was like, those weren't something I was really passionate yeah. about. And then there will be other moments where I'll make something I'm so passionate about, something I, and this has happened recently, mm-hmm. where I'm like, I felt, really good making that piece of work and I felt really excited about it. I put it on Etsy. Like I, I make a draw. Yeah. And that's the the least successful piece out of all of them. And I'm like, what the can I can I swear on yeah, this? Yeah, you can swear. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Why won't people 
by the thing that I'm most excited about yeah. producing. That was something that was really hard for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, I really like it, but maybe it's too quirky or different mm-hmm. or niche for other people yeah. to be interested in. Yeah. Was it hard for you to turn something that was like so pure and just simply a passion and almost like offer it, offer to share it with other people? You mean, was it hard to share that vulnerability with someone? Yeah. Or even like originally, like you, you started with as a Renaissance art, just like fanatic. Yeah. And then you started making stuff around it. Yeah. And then you started selling stuff. Yep. When did you make that decision? Like, okay, I think I'm going to sell this. Um, I actually made this. Dis- I can't really remember exactly, but I feel like I made the decision to make art to sell it before I even made the decision to make art, which sounds ridiculous. <laughs> it doesn't really make sense. But I remember I had this amazing friend who's incredible at art in um, college. Her name's Sophie. Sophie, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this. But she's so <laughs> talented as an artist and very original in what she creates. Yeah. And I remember kind of getting into art at the same time that I saw her work as stickers. Mm -hmm. And um, I tell her all the time, but I was like, you're the reason that I kind of created the stickers, like got into stickers because I loved it. I've always loved stickers, but I love the fact, and I said this a while ago on Instagram, that stickers are like portable works of art. Yeah. And that's what I absolutely love about them. They provide the most immediate gratification for me. Yeah. With phones and technology, it's like Mm -hmm. it's being put on the back of someone's phone. And Mm -hmm. I can't tell you the excitement it gives me when I see someone's phone or computer and it has my work on it. I'm like, that's something I made. Yeah. Someone spent money on. Yeah. And has with them forever. And I don't think they look at that piece and think of me, but they think of like Harley bought the lamb on the back of her phone Mm -hmm. because she has lambs at her farm house in Vermont. And I love providing that comfort to people. And my mom has a sticker that says, I love you, I love you, I love you on the back of her phone. And and I and my brother called me recently and was like, just saw someone in the pub, in the student center with one of your stickers on their computer. I didn't even know who it was, but I was like, love your, love your computer sticker. <laughs> and that stuff provides me with like immediate serotonin. Yeah. It's, You're like, it's that's why I'm feeling. doing it. Yeah. On the topic of seeing your work on things. Yes. How do you feel when you get asked for a tattoo? <laughs> um, tattoos are much more niche. And it's yeah. funny. I think I've had maybe two or three people tattoo their work on them. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen it in person. So I've only seen photographs of yeah. it. So it still feels like it didn't necessarily happen. happen. Um, tattoos are something that interests me a ton i mean i have two of them but both of them were not ones that i drew myself Mm. and it's i would never put my own drawings on my body because i'm like i would look at that tattoo and and my art would change and i would be like oh i don't like that what i created anymore oh it's an interesting boundary i know it is an interesting boundary i don't think i realized it till now because originally if i when i started creating stuff i would have been like oh yes i'm going to create the perfect tattoo like i'm gonna draw my own tattoo now i'm like i would never Mm, draw my own tattoo (laughs) because i would be like nope now that you say that though i'm like thinking of all of the people i know that do design tattoos and none of them have their own art what do you like on them like none of my friends i know that do yeah art and like have designed tattoos or some people are tattoo 
like design like I, I follow people on Instagram that make very black yeah. and white images mm. and those are perfect for tattoos, tattoos. there's no shading and anything like that um but I think the greatest tattoo artists are the ones that you're kind of like I drew this photo but can yeah you make it in your own in your yeah. own way the tattoo artists are artists and I think it's really cool when you see them yeah I mean the ones that I follow do it themselves yes. or like add their own touch yes or i it took me forever to find an artist who the the person who tattoos the two tattoos i have perfectly aligns with the work that i create mm. myself yeah so it's not my own art it, i didn't draw it but she i didn't realize that. i thought that you that i did draw it and i sent it to her i was like this and is what she i want it yeah for everybody listening i have a tattoo of um Raphael's Sistine Madonna the cherubs that sit right below the painting look it up it's my favorite painting of all time guys when she says that she's a renaissance art fanatic Fanatic, she is it's real it's personal (laughs) and it has like a little heart around it it literally looks like a valentine it's my favorite thing it's the best thing ever um but she my tattoo artist I I wanted this work tattooed and I kind of created an outline of it like Mm. without the faces and then I found her art and she's already tattooed that same two cherubs on somebody else are you kidding no and i was like this is a sign and we kind of made it in a way that was me with the yeah. heart and the yeah. red ink and stuff like that but she kind of her work she's done butterflies she does like thank you bags which is like another thing They're i incorporate so in all cute. my artwork and i was yeah. like she already does what i love yeah she's so, so it doesn't feel personal enough that's my art but she's still kind of making things that i already love to make obviously it's covid Charlotte and I are both in college, and Charlotte decided to take a semester off. I was supposed to be abroad currently. I was supposed to be um, in London mm-hmm. with a London Bay ski. Head over heels in love with a British boy, but here I am working it's at okay. Whole Foods. Shout out to Whole Foods. Um, it's iconic. It's like it's so good, Char. I'm going to look back Whenever at this I moment this. In, my di- in my life and be like, I keep on saying to people, I'm like, I'm supposed to be abroad, having the time of my freaking life. It's sad because I was like, I always wanted to go abroad. And that's something that's been stripped me for my college experience. Then I applied to this New York City sem- summer semester. I was excited about that. And that got canceled. Um, so fuck you, coronavirus. Um, shout out. But I decided to take the semester out of college because I really did not like the Zoom experience i am someone who actually really loves learning i love taking classes i love being in the classroom and zoom made me hate that experience Mm -hmm. and i hated hating that experience Mm -hmm. if that makes sense and the great thing about college for those listening who are not yet in college you take classes that you never thought you would take so niche to your interests like italian renaissance for example that's something i never dreamed taking and my mom always talks about how she vividly remembers the moment she fell in love with art and was like, oh, this is what I'm going to do is when she was sitting in a college classroom. And I was like, yep, that that is so true. I think so many people fall in love with things yeah. in their college classrooms. And that was taken away from me with Zoom, with coronavirus. I felt like I was trapped. I felt like I wasn't learning. I felt like I could shut my mic off, shut my video off, walk into the room mm-hmm. with a freaking coffee and yeah. like not be paying attention as my teacher's talking about like an incredibly famous 
piece of literature or an incredibly yeah. famous work of art. And my dad's a teacher. I know how much work teachers have put into this situation. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like, I never want to resent those people. I never want to take for granted mm-hmm. my experience. I never want to waste money on that experience. So I made the decision to take a semester of college because I honestly felt like I was just like trapped by like this past fall. Yeah. It's this weird moment in time that I was like, I need to take particular advantage of because it's never going to happen again. And my perspective on it was like, I am supposed to be abroad. I'm not abroad. So why don't I take the semester off classes and try to make the most of, like make an abroad experience at home, Mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. But I think for college students, it's been really tough because I think, and and I think college professors, it must just be so hard because, you know, you choose a profession to go into because you love teaching, you love kids you love college-aged kids yep and then all of a sudden you can't do it anymore and I think one of the things that's been so tough for me to see is is the resentment around learning and is the resentment around college because that's it's not how it's supposed to be and so I think you know hitting pause I mean I was really lucky enough that my school is designed on a premise that you do take some time off periodically throughout college to work um, and so I took advantage of that opportunity now because like you, I just could not keep doing it. Like I yeah. was hating my classes. I wasn't connecting with students or professors, which I think is also something that I really did take for granted. Just even like the simple act yeah. of sitting in the same room as people yep. and like learning from what they're doing. Like as much as your professor can teach you, yep. especially in art classes, is what you learn from seeing other peers work and like seeing how their creative mind works and you just don't see that in zoom it's so true so it was really hard and i think just like hitting the pause button right now is okay and i think even in college like for so long i had it in my head this is how college is gonna go you know like i knew i was gonna go for four years and i was gonna you know go to sick parties and meet like such cool people go abroad all that stuff and grasping with the fact that like my college experience was simply gonna look different yeah was really hard for me yes uh I I could not agree more I remember being in such like pain and frustration and I remember Mm -hmm. like the amount of tears I like shed with my parents and I was like this is fucking ridiculous I was so pissed off and I remember that anger I still feel that anger constantly because I'm like who can I be angry at for this situation like yeah I yell at right now yeah and there was no one like it's no one's fault obviously but like abroad was taken away from me, which in hindsight sounds so ridiculous because there's people's lives that were taken away from them because of this virus. Yeah, I mean, we all felt it differently. But something my dad kept saying to me is like, you should not feel rushed to do this. Like, in our society, we say college is four years and you have to do yeah. X, Y, and Z in those four years. Yeah. Which I think is so binding. Like, you know, for some people, college isn't the answer. For some people, college takes 10 years. For some yeah. people, there's a break in between yeah. years. And I think just simply letting go of that idea was so hard. Yeah. And I also, I, I'm, I think of people who honestly, like, I think of people like you, Harley, who are like so wise beyond their years, already like mentally out of college, like already have their shit together and they're- I try. <laughs> like living in new york city with a dog like they just had their they're so organized like and it and you make it seem that way and i know it's different from what we see on the outside but like for me i've i 
freaking loved high school. I freaking mm. loved college. Mm. I'm so that type of person. Mm-hmm. I love those structured environments. And yeah. some people are like, get me the hell out of here. I'm already old enough to not need to need these things. Yeah. Which I'm not saying you are, but I know so many people in my life yeah. who were like divided by like, loved college, ready to get out of it. Love college. Keep me here for another- For forever. For forever. Yeah. And that's who I was before this year. And then I started mm. resenting college. I started resenting my classes. Mm. I started resenting the like institution of college. I was like- this isn't what I signed up for. This isn't yeah. what my life was a year ago. Yeah. And so I never, I don't consider myself a negative person. And all around me, people in my life were like, you're being negative. negative. And you're allowed to be. Like, these are, this is a time where you're allowed to be yeah. extremely negative. But I was constantly negative, constantly frustrated, constantly angry, constantly wanted to yell at people. And I was like, I kept on being like, woe is me, you know? Like, mm. this is my problem mm-hmm. only. And... I'm so grateful for this weird three, four, five months I've had where I've kind of been like incredibly selfish with my time. I mean, as you should. Yeah. Yeah. I hit it more in the summer. I was just like pissed at everyone. Yeah. At, like, why is this experience being taken away from me? Yeah. What was me? Exactly yeah. as you said. And I think real damage did come of it. Like, I'm not friends with people that I was friends with because I think I was so depressed and just like so mentally unhealthy and it kind of it required me to take a step back me not returning to campus to realize it and really like focus on me and the help that I needed yeah to get back to healthy state I'm so glad I did but it wasn't without sacrifice and like without giving up some stuff that I know I'm not gonna get back yeah um but I think me coming to New York and figuring out a way to make this happen it was selfish, but in the best way possible. Yes. Like, it was exactly what I needed. Yeah. And it, it, it's funny that the word selfish is, like, so interesting because four months ago, five months ago, I was pretty I, – I wouldn't say I, was, I, I wasn't depressed, but I was just, like, mentally in a, a bad state. Like, I was in college during COVID, and so you kind of had this mindset that you could, like gr- – all my classes were online, but I was in person mm. on campus mm. – Living in a sorority house, which I'm so thankful for because it surrounded me with, like, a lot of personality and people. And I need that in my life. But I was, like, eating unhealthy. I was, like, going through my school week grind. And then I would hit the weekend. I'd be like, thank God it's the weekend. This is the only time that I actually enjoy out of the week. Let me, like, go out with my friends. Let me have a fun time. Mm -hmm. And it was just this constant cycle. And looking back at it now, I'm like, now... I'm so much more in the moment. Like, I'm so much more mentally happy. I'm in such a different place. And I look at my friends at college and I'm like, I miss that. Like, and I'm yeah. glad I miss it. Like, I'm yeah. glad I, yeah. I still want to go back there and still want to relive that mm-hmm. experience. And I'm so thankful I still have a senior year to kind of mm-hmm. return to a bit of normalcy. Yeah. It's okay to hit the pause button, yeah. like, here and there. And I think it's okay to to miss things. And I think one of the things I struggled with so much about not going back to school, I was like, I'm just going to miss it. Like, it's going to be over. Like, yeah. I mean, there's no, I'm going to relive it. But even when you do press pause, there is stuff waiting for you. There's experiences that are down the road. Yep. And there's new experiences that you're going to find. Like, I just think, you know, putting yourself first, like being selfish sometimes is important. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we're all going through it together. I think 
I think it's going to be okay. I guess as of now, like my experience with art and all that has kind of started and ended with COVID. Mm. I don't know if I would have started what I have without freaking coronavirus. Isn't that funny though, the way that works? Yeah, it is really funny. Yeah. And with this time off from school, I've really invested in my art more than I have since I started, so I Taylor say. Swift. She blessed us with two albums, so shout out. Taylor. Shout out Taylor Swift. I fucking love those albums. <laughs> Did you hear a new song? Yeah, you all over me. I literally have listened to it nonstop since it came out. Dude, <laughs> conversations with friends with Joe Alwyn. Her boyfriend is playing. Did you not know this? Oh, her boy. I told you that. I oh. was the one that told you that. Fuck. Her boyfriend's playing Nick. Nick. Ooh. I know. I know. I haven't yeah. seen him in anything. I neither have I, Mr. Joe. But yeah, that's that's what I'm saying is like this past month, I mean, this past semester off, I've been so selfish in like my eating habits and I've never read so many books in the, the short span of mm-hmm. time. I'm like eating them up and I love that. I love returning to some healthier habits that you don't return to in college. Like, let's be honest. Yep. Um. <laughs> It's really been fun living with my parents alone. I just like, it's this time I'm going to look back at the rest of my life and be like, that was freaking crazy. I'm a middle child, so, and I'm one of three. And so my whole life, I've always like never been alone with my parents in my home ever. And I've basically been home alone since January. And I was so worried that we'd be fighting all the time or we, and I was just like, I've never been in such like an awesome place with yeah my parents, with parents. Have a fantastic relationship but it's just like it's so easy going and my sister and my mom just went on vacation so it's just my dad and i and we had this awesome time together and it's just kind of you create these new really like your parents relationships are yeah always changing and i think part of it too is that we get to experience our parents as adults now yeah so like while they still parent us even sometimes when we <laughs> don't want them to yeah they it's more a friendship i think in many yes, scenarios more of like a equal playing field. yeah like i've gotten to know my mom in a way i've never known her before my dad too and just it's so fun i think yeah. being older and spending time with them yeah and it sounds so weird but i feel like people already are nostalgic of last year's COVID. yeah yeah of like you saw all those tiktoks yeah. people are like walks in march and like always like like, my sister was making tons the of homemade COVID aesthetic. Yeah, my sister was making shit tons of homemade ice cream. I'll always connect homemade ice cream with that with, time of yeah. my life. I remember Easter, like in dead in quarantine. Mm. And I think I'm gonna be nostalgic of this time, however yeah. effed up it was. And that's what's kind of yeah funny to me. I yeah, I also think that when we're you know older and our parents are older, like we're gonna be so thankful for that time because yes. we're really. Well, at this age, we're in college, we're going to be moving wherever we're going to move, we're going to start families, like meet yeah. our person, whatever it might be. Yeah. So just having that time with our families, if we got to be with them, was such a blessing. Yeah. One thing that was so special for me was I got to live with my grandparents. And yeah. I've, that's never been something that's I, I ever that. thought I would too. happen. Yeah. And it's such a blessing. I learned so much from my grandpa and I think our relationship is so... Yeah special because of it yes finding those silver linings in this past years is so important yep yeah and then also just realizing how precious time is i'm such a hobbyist and like i i think my love for art sprang from this 
completely being with myself and not knowing yeah. what the fuck to do with myself. Yeah. And not having anybody else to tell me what to do mm-hmm. and being like, what's going to be useful right now? Yeah. Like, well, how am I going to make use of my time? Yeah. And that's kind of where it came out of. And I, I, I want to say it would have happened otherwise, but like I can, I can never be you, sure. You'll, yeah, you'll never know. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning into episode two of Stop, Drop, and Talk. I hope my conversation with Charlotte inspired you to maybe try something new or share your work or reassured you that it's okay to hit pause when you need to. You can find Charlotte's incredible work at Charlotte's X Angels on Instagram, and you can find me at Stop, Drop, Talk and at Harl's Fresh. We'll see you next Tuesday for another incredible guest.